continue to pray for you and continue to pray the Lord to work out something here in Austin as well as far as the building and, and property and whatnot. And, and uh, sometimes we get in our mind what has to happen. And uh, many times we get discouraged when it doesn't happen the way we want it to happen. Been there. Uh, but God always has a plan. And we just need to pray that God will bring that to pass. And um, one of the biggest struggles is patience on waiting while God brings that to pass. We've, we've had property now in Tekiskiak for three years and uh, haven't been able to start building. And I'll be honest with you, it's, it, 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 it has become a real point of discouragement. And uh, I got a ton of rebar sitting in my garage that I would like to get out for the last three years. And uh, it just, it hasn't happened. And many times I wonder and I ask myself, God, what is the purpose in this all? I mean, you blessed, you opened up doors, you gave us a piece of property, a large piece of property. It uh, just seemed like everything came together, and now it doesn't seem like we can do anything. And uh, we just ask you to pray for us. You know, God, give us direction, wisdom, what to do. And, and uh, the church needs to make that step and move on. And, and I pray that you'd ask the Lord to give me wisdom and direction as we try to seek that right direction and follow him and what he would have us to do. Amen. Matthew chapter 25 tonight. If you have a cell phone with you, I always ask our people if you would silence that or put it on vibrate or if you shut it off, be even better. Uh, that way you're not <clears throat> getting the jiggles there during church and wondering who's calling or who's sending you in the message or whatnot. And I think God wants to talk to us tonight, but I doubt it'll be for your, through your cell phone. I've, I've got signs in our auditorium. God wants to speak to you today, but it won't be by cell phone. Please shut it off. Um, but you know, I found out that most of our people can't read. And, uh, but anyway, so I have to make the announcement public just for those that didn't by chance see the sign or whatnot. I would like to share something with you tonight. Pastor was talking about wisdom and Brother Lawman and Dad and Dad shared some, some tremendous wisdom with us one of these last couple days in our family devotions. And I'd just like to pass on some of that wisdom that he shared with us in devotions. goes like this. It's 2014. Our phones are wireless, cooking fireless, cars keyless, food fatless, tires tubeless, dress sleeveless, youth jobless, leaders shameless, relationships meaningless, Attitudes careless, babies fatherless, feelings heartless, education valueless, children mannerless, country godless, churches faithless. We are speechless, Congress is clueless, and our president is worthless. Two recommendations for a better 2014. Teach your children moral values. Take them to a good Bible preaching church. Teach your children a, worth, a, worth, a work ethic. When their welfare check stops, they will be prepared. A lot of truth there, isn't there? Matthew chapter 25 tonight, I was thinking as pastor was preaching this morning, what a fundamental thought about stewardship with contentment. The Bible says that God loveth a cheerful giver. I'm going to preach the sequel to that message tonight. 
God not only loves a cheerful giver, God loves a faithful giver. Matthew chapter 25, if you stand with me for just a moment, read a couple verses beginning in verse 14, a very familiar story. The Bible says, For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country, who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same and made them other five talents. Likewise, he that had received two, he also gained other two. But he that had received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoneth with them. And so he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. He also that had received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents beside them. His Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art a hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathering where thou hast not strawed. And I was afraid, and went and hid thy talent in the earth. And lo, there hast, that is thine. Let's pray if you would this evening. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray that you would bless your word. I pray that you would speak to our hearts. Lord, as we think about this upcoming year and the focus now in the month of January on stewardship, Lord, you've been so good to each and every one of us. You've blessed us far above that we could ever ask or think. God, I pray that you would help us to take that which you've given us, that we would be faithful stewards, that we would be able to stand before you one day and hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. God, I pray that you bless this church. Your word tells us that whom much is given, much is required in. God, as a people and as a church, we've been blessed very greatly. God, help us to be faithful and accountable to that which you've given us. Use me tonight. Speak through me. We'll give you the honor and the glory and the praise. We ask this in your name, I pray. Amen. You may be seated. Tonight, as we think about the fact that God loves a faithful giver, we live in a world tonight where... We are all dependent upon faithful people. When you travel, you expect to find a gas station open along the road, a restaurant where you can stop and eat, maybe department stores where you can stop and buy clothing or whatever goods, and maybe even a, uh, a hardware store, whatever. And we just expect that those stores are going to be open when we need them for our convenience. We could only imagine tonight how uncomfortable we would be if there was no electricity, no heat, no, uh, no conveniences. We 
Think about even tomorrow. Many of the kids on Tuesday will be going back to school. And, you know, we expect everybody in the school atmosphere to be faithful. You know, somebody needs to be there to provide our children an education. Somebody's got to be faithful to give them some guidance and protect our children. We, we expect that uh, somebody will be there early to open the doors, turn the lights on, and make sure it's warm so that when our children get there, they will not be cold. We expect the teachers will be there on time to teach our children and, and, uh, and provide them the education that they will need to succeed in life. We expect the police department, the fire department, and the EMS to come at our call. And if they do not make it as soon as we think they should be there for our emergency, we're all of a sudden upset because they weren't there at my call, my demand. No, we even go as far as expecting our family and friends to be faithful and loving us and caring for us and just simply being available when I need them. You know, if we're not careful, we, we almost begin to expect that everybody must be faithful so that I don't suffer in life. You know, it's sad, but how... How true it is that we've come to the place in life that we get the attitude that someone has the job of keeping me comfortable. But you know, as we think about it, we live in a society where faithfulness is assumed and expected by many on the behalf of others. But how does that relate to us? We live in a world where we want everyone else to be faithful. Can I ask you tonight, do you think that God would expect the same of us? We see here in Matthew chapter 25 the story of the Lord and those servants that came and he was there and he gave them different talents and what they did with those talents. And I want you to think tonight about our stewardship and Stewardship, even as Pastor mentioned this morning, is, is something far greater than just money. The truth is, is money is the least of the many things that God has given us. You think about life. You know, the money that we have cannot even compare to the life that God has given us. And if we will not be a faithful steward in that which is the least, how will we ever be a faithful steward in that which is the greatest? And, and too many Christians get caught up on money and they lose sight of the fact that God's given me far more than just money to be a good steward about. I want you to notice with me several things tonight. Matthew chapter 25. First of all, let me say that we are to be faithful in spite of our position. The Bible says the Lord here, he calls us servants. And uh, verses 14, the Bible says there, For the kingdom of heaven is, is as a man traveling into far country, who called, notice the words, his own servants. Notice, if you would, verse 19. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came. You know, if you think about it tonight, they... They're the difference between these servants, one got five, one got two, and only one got one talent. But let me say that regardless of their position, the Lord of those servants, he expected faithfulness of them in spite of the position. What were they? They were simply servants. 
I, I believe that many think that faithfulness is something that comes with a position. You know, pastor, if I had a position in the church, I'd be faithful. And too many Christians get their eyes on a position and think that that's when faithfulness comes. You know, the boss, he has to be faithful because that's what he gets paid for. You know, the pastor has to be faithful because he's the one in charge. And, and we're not careful. We think that faithfulness has something to do with position. You know, let me say that faithfulness has nothing to do with position. It, it has to do with the fact that we are servants. Can you imagine if the pastor was as faithful as some church members? Can you imagine if the boss was as faithful as some of the workers? They say tonight, faithfulness has nothing to do with the position. I don't know how many times in Mexico I've heard people say, well, why don't you put them in a position so they'll be faithful? You know, if, if you can't be faithful with the position you have, how do you ever expect to be faithful when you get a different position? Faithfulness is not about position. It's about what God has commanded us to do. And tonight we see that these three men, all three of them were simply servants. And yet the Lord expected faithfulness of them regardless of their position. Oh, what about church members tonight? Does God not expect faithfulness of us as well as God would expect faithfulness from the pastor? I'm not denying that to whom much is given, much is required. That definitely means that as a pastor, as a missionary, maybe God requires more of us because much more has been given of us. But that does not mean that of God's children, He doesn't require of each and every one of us faithfulness. Faithfulness has far more to do than just with position. They were simply servants. But you know, tonight, if we'll be honest with ourselves, that's what all of us are. Are we not all called to be servants? You know, the Bible tells us in Romans, in Romans in chapter 6, he says there in verse 20, in Romans chapter 6 and verse 20, speaking about servants, he says there, for when ye were the servants of sin, ye were free from righteousness. Then he says in verse 22, but now being made free from sin and become servants to God, ye have your fruit unto holiness at the end everlasting life. Notice he says there, but ye have been made free from sin and become servants to God. You know, Paul said there in 2 Corinthians, he said, for we preach not ourselves. Paul said, you know, it's not about us. It's about Christ and we are simply servants. In Ephesians chapter 6, the Bible tells us, and he speaks there as he speaks to servants. He says in, in Ephesians chapter 6, and beginning in verse 5, he says, Servants, be obedient to them that are your masters according to the flesh with fear and trembling. In singleness of your heart, notice the words, as unto Christ. He says in verse 6, Not with eye service as men pleasers, but as the servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. You know, if we're going to do anything in 2014, as Christian, as children of God, we've got to understand 
God desires one thing of us, and that is faithfulness. And we are to do the will of God from the heart. Oh, remember Christ told his disciples, he says, the greatest of you is the servant of all. Christ saying, you know, the greatest position you could ever have is to be servant. No, tonight I believe that many Christians think that they would be more faithful if they had a better position in the church. Well, you know, if I was on staff, I would be faithful. Well, you know, if I had a ministry that I was in charge of, I'd be faithful. Faithfulness isn't about a position. These men, Matthew chapter 25, three of them, say that all three of them were servants and two of them were faithful in the area that they had been placed. Why, why, why wouldn't we be faithful? You know, unfaithfulness for the man that had one talent was just as bad as unfaithfulness for the man that had five talents. Because at the end of the day, the sin was still the same, the sin of unfaithfulness. And a, uh, a good and faithful servant is one that accepts the position and the place that God has given him and said, you know, if God has placed me here, it is here that he wants me to work and I'm going to be faithful for God has placed me. Can you imagine what a difference it would make in a church if everyone was just simply faithful where they were placed? There's nothing that scares me more and makes me more nervous than Sunday morning starting church with 20 people in the auditorium. Oh, yeah, by the time we get around to the message, it, it'll fill up. But, you know, there, there's just nothing that, that, that just unnerves me more than, than to go through the song service and go through all the announcements and go through everything and not even half the congregation's there. But, you know, if everybody just be faithful and everybody just be in their place when it was time to be there, it changed everything. Can you imagine if everybody that was there on Sunday morning was there when it was time to start singing? It didn't make for a different service. Can you imagine if everybody was there when the offering was picked up? It'd make for a different Sunday. Just being faithful. Oh, we need to be faithful tonight in spite of position. I think about... Um, position and you know these servants were here and they they were all servants yes at the end of the story two of them were promoted even to to more responsibility and to greater uh to greater heights but the the fact of it is is they were still servants we may not be a, a moses or a david or apostle paul tonight let me say that there's not a one of us that can't be faithful before god think about Faithfulness. I think of Old Faithful, Yellowstone National Park. Old Faithful is the most predictable geographical feature on earth. It has a margin of error of 10 minutes. Each eruption will occur, will occur 65 minutes after the last eruption if the eruption was less than two and a half minutes long. And if it erupted for more than two and a half minutes... 
it'll erupt again after 91 minutes. It sends up a column of boiling water that reaches a height of 130 feet in the air in just 15 to 20 seconds. And during its eruption, it will put out an average of five to 8,000 gallons of water, boiling water. And they got it down like clockwork, and they can almost tell you exactly when it's going to erupt again. That's why it's called Old Faithful. Because it is there, and it's there, and it's there, and you know what? How sad it would be if you traveled all the way across the country and they told you, you know what, at 1035 it's going to go off. And you sat there, and you sat there, and you sat there, and it never happened, and it never happened, and you found out it did it three days later. You would be a little bit put out, wouldn't you? But you know, it's sad that an old geyser could be more faithful than many Christians. You know what God requires of you and me tonight? The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, 1 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 2, it says, Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. Talk about stewardship. I, I think that faithfulness is one of those fundamentals of stewardship. How can a person be a faithful steward if he's not faithful? How can a person be a decent steward if he's not faithful? It is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. Let me say that tonight, first of all, we're to be faithful in spite of our position. Let me say, second of all, tonight, we're to be faithful in spite of the amount or our talents. Matthew chapter 25 tells us that there were three servants. One was given five talents, one was given two, and one was given one talent. You know that that Lord of those servants, he desired the same thing from every one of those servants. Regardless of how much he had given them, he desired one thing. And what he desired was faithfulness. You know, tonight it's obvious that not all of us have the same talents. You come to Capital City and you see the talent and the music and all that. It, it's obvious we all didn't get the same talent. I offered Brother Robbie to help out in one of the, one of the quartets or what, but he told me that they were already full. There was a quartet and couldn't have any more. But you know, it's, we don't all have the same talents. But regardless of whether we all have the same talents or not, God desires one thing of us tonight. And the one thing he desires of each and every one of us is faithfulness. You know, a church is not all made up of the same position, the same talents, the same. But you know, we can all be faithful. Not only do we think that many times that faithfulness comes with position. Sad to say, many Christians think that faithfulness has to do with talent. You know, if I had a lot of talent, if I could play the piano, I, could, I, I would really need to be faithful at church to play the piano. But you know, faithfulness isn't just about talents. Faithfulness is doing what God has given you to do and being where God has put you to be. It's simply saying, you know what, maybe, maybe, maybe you're a five-talent person. Maybe you're a two-talent person. 
Maybe there's some here that are a one-talent person. Maybe there's others that you feel like you're a half-talent person, but it doesn't matter. God desires that you be faithful regardless and in spite of the talent that you have. You know, uh, we look at things and, uh, and we think, well, you know, they were created that way. They were made to do that. We were all made to be faithful. God didn't make somebody and say, well, you know, you, you just don't have the talent of faithfulness. No. Faithfulness is something that we can all be. You think about faithfulness. Well, you say, well, look at the guy that had five talents. But what about the guy that had two talents? He didn't look at the guy that said, man, he's got five. I guess he better be faithful and I don't have to be. He was just as faithful with two talents as the servant was with five talents. Faithfulness. We're to be faithful in spite of the talents or the amount that God has given us. And when it comes down, it, we notice if you would in Matthew chapter 25, again, verse 24. And when he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art a hard man. Reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathering where thou hast not strawed. And I was afraid, and went and hid thy talent in the earth. You know, I believe that when we are unfaithful, a lot of it begins with a wrong view of our Lord. How did this unfaithful servant see his master? As a hard man. You know, I just, I knew that you were a tough guy to please. I knew it was going to be hard to make you happy. And so I just, I just decided not to do anything. You know, if he, if he really thought that he was a hard man, that should have put a fire under him. <laughs> man, I don't want to face him when he comes back. But how many times our faithfulness or our lack of faithfulness in the Christian life boils down to an incorrect view? Of our God. You think this morning about being contented, godliness with contentment. If we could come to the place that we could see our God and all that He's done for us and become content and thankful with that He's given us, you know, faithfulness, I don't believe, would be that big of an issue being faithful to serve Him. When you have a correct view of God, the truth is, is we can't serve Him enough. Truth is, is we can't, we can't do enough. And, and, and people, they get a wrong view. And, and all three servants, they serve the same Lord, yet two of them saw him as a master that was worth serving. And one of them said, you know, he's a hard man. Can't please him. I wonder where we at tonight is our, as, we, as we face a new year. What, what's our perspective? Where's our contentment? Where's our thankfulness? Where's our faithfulness when it comes to God? You know, it's amazing, some people, how faithful they are to serve and with a good attitude and a great spirit. And others serve out of a completely different perspective. You know, it has nothing to do with the job, but it has all to do with our attitude about who's in charge. I wonder if we'd get our eyes back on the Lord and we would get our eyes back on faithfulness. And the truth is, is when we get a wrong perspective about God, 
it affects everything. But let me say tonight, and listen to me well, no excuse justifies unfaithfulness. No excuse justifies unfaithfulness. You know, after this servant comes and he says, you know, I just thought you were a hard man. And here's, here's that which was yours. Did his master look at him and said, man, that, that, that's a good excuse. I, I, I like that. You're forgiven. No. Have you ever, you, you, you showed up and, and, and you're late and, and you're pulling out of the bag all kinds of excuses to kind of make things. But it's hard to find the right excuse. It doesn't matter how good you make it sound. It never comes out right. Or we get it, oh man, that sounds great. He's going to be convinced with this. And then when you say it, and you look at the reaction, you think, mm, a wrong one. <laughs> it didn't work. No excuse justifies unfaithfulness. If we are going to be faithful, we must have a clear view of our obligations. And I believe that tonight there's no better place to get a better view of our obligations and responsibilities before God than from His own Word. How many Christians won't be faithful to their obligations and duties because they won't get a clear view of what God would have from them? Many are content to do nothing because they cannot do something great. But you know, the unfaithful servant, was he loved any less than the other two servants? No. He was loved just the same. But you know, he... Went and the Bible says that he hid his talent, he buried it. It says there, verse 18, but he that had received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. Instead of using the opportunity that he had been given, he buried it. I wonder how many Christians have buried the opportunity that God has given you to serve. God's given you an opportunity. God's given you talents. God's given you the opportunity to get involved and to do something. But because of your lack of faithfulness, you've buried that which God has given you. I doubt that the situation here tonight is the fact that there are no more opportunities to get involved in the ministries of the Capital City Baptist Church. If I'm not mistaken, a Sunday night or two ago, they were asking for volunteers to help out with mailing lists or this or that, and I don't know if it was the prisons or what. Opportunities? There's opportunities anywhere you look. But sadly, many Christians are bearing their opportunity to serve the Lord. You know, if you'd be faithful, it'd be surprising how many more opportunities God would open up. He buried that opportunity. He did, he did it maybe, maybe not as you and I would think uh, with an evil heart. Let me say by not doing anything, he was as guilty as if he had done it with an evil heart. And I believe that many times that's, that's our excuse. Well, I, 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 I wasn't faithful, but, but it wasn't because I didn't want to be there. It wasn't because I was upset. It wasn't because I was up mad or this or that. I just, I, I didn't. And you know what? 
unfaithfulness is just as bad when it wasn't done out of a heart of bitterness and wrath as, as if we just did nothing and we're still unfaithful. He lost what he had. Faithfulness, listen tonight, gave him a greater opportunity to serve in a greater way. People want big positions, but they're not willing to be faithful. No, we're to be faithful in spite of the position. I believe we're to be faithful tonight in spite of the amount or the talent that God has given us. Let me say third of all, we're to be faithful in spite of the time that passes by. Notice if you would verse 19. He says there, After a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoneth with them. You know, as that master, as he handed out those talents, he didn't say, Guys, I'll be back in 30 days and expect a report from you. He didn't say, this is the beginning of 2014. At the end of the year, I'm going to ask you to fill out a report on what you did throughout the year. He didn't say, guys, I'm going to be gone for a couple of days and be back soon. The Bible says, and after a long time. I believe one of the things that burdens me as a pastor is to see Christianity today. Some of those Christians and members and people that have been in the church the longest, time has gone by, and sadly, they're losing their faithfulness. You know, I got young people, new converts in the church that are excited. We got a, we got a new family in the church, got saved just a couple weeks before we made it home. And uh, talk about getting excited. I went to see him just a couple weeks before the Christmas cantata and sat down with them, visited. And, and as we were talking, they were saying, man, it is, it's just so different. And, and they came from, from families that are very staunch in Catholicism and they went every Sunday to Mass and so forth. And they said, but pastor, it's different now because we, we can't hardly wait till it's Sunday morning to go to church. And, 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 and we go to church and we can't, can't wait to go again Sunday night and, and, and on work at Monday, at work on Monday, we're just looking forward to Wednesday night again. And, and then after Wednesday night, think, man, Friday night's prayer meeting. And, and they're just, and you got new, new converts showing up for all those services and prayer meeting and everything else. And you got the, the ones that have been around for a long time. And Sunday morning, they show up 20 minutes late. Sunday night, depending, they might come back. And you say, God, what's going on? What is the fact? Why, why is it that, that, in, that as time goes by, we lose that, that urgency of faithfulness? And the Bible says in Proverbs, who can find a faithful man? Who can find? Where's that? You know, if there's somebody that's going to be faithful, it ought to be those that have been there the longest. They had no idea how long their master was going to be gone. We have no idea tonight how long it will be before the Lord returns. No idea. You know, I'm surprised we made it to this far. But regardless of how long it is, there were two of those servants that remained faithful day after day after day after day for how long? A long time. A 
long time. You know, I, I would hate to think that I had been faithful for a long time and all of a sudden I decided to quit and the master came back the next day. Can, can you imagine the fact that you had been faithful for a long time and, and you gave up just a little too soon? A long time. You know, the Bible doesn't put months, years, how long? It just says after a long time. We're living in a day and age where we need faithful church people. People that will be faithful regardless of the time that goes by. And as I, as I say faithful church members, and let me, let, me, let, me, let me broaden that and say, we need some praise the Lord for Capital City. And, and talk about people in ministry and their faithfulness over a long time. Brother Kelly, man. Uh, Brother Kelly was back when they wrote Genesis. Uh, and, and he wrote the club program for Noah. But that's, you talk about faithfulness. Long time. But you know, we're, we're, we're living in a day and age where all of a sudden people have a different idea. You know, Pastor, I've been in this ministry for a long time. It, maybe it's time that somebody else takes over. Give me a break. Give me a breather. It's just becoming too much work and the faithfulness is killing me. These men were faithful in spite of the time that had gone by. No many start out well, but sad to see as time goes by how many fall by the wayside. Sadly, that affects most areas of the church. Begin a new year, everybody gets excited and full of zeal, and we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And we, we hand out Bible reading records in January and we're going to read our Bible through this year and about halfway through the year you start finding Bible reading records in the back of the pew. You find them on the floor. Missions, you get it, missions conference. Man, everything's excited, fired up and boy, the first couple months after missions conference, missions is hitting an all-time high. And then you come to December and January something somewhere takes a nosedive faithfulness faithful in spite of the time that goes by well I wonder tonight as we think about faithfulness will we be faithful in spite of the position that we have or we don't have will we be faithful in spite of the amount or the talent that God has given us Will we be faithful in spite of the time that has gone by? Will we remain faithful? Let me say that last of all, we're to be faithful in spite of what others do. There was one of those servants there that had one talent. And even though there were other two servants that were faithful, he didn't. He wasn't. But just because one wasn't unfaithful didn't affect the unfaithfulness of the men that had two talents or the men that had five talents. I think too many Christians look at others as an excuse for what they do or what they don't do. Think back about the days we were in Bible college and James and I several times came home together on vacation and I remember one of those times in particular we were 
driving back at that time I had a little white Chevy S10 pickup we were coming back I believe it was at Christmas time I don't know for sure it may have been at the end of the year in May we were coming back we were up around Denton or something and uh, stopped at a gas station and got some drinks and whatnot. and as we were pulling out there was a guy standing on the curb right there as we were pulling out the parking lot of the gas station he had a big old box and he had a sign and need a ride and so forth and most of you know James and his charisma and everything else and James like hey let's give him a ride and I'm like no James hey let's he's got a box he's he's headed south let's and so we give this guy a ride he puts this box in the truck and we head out and James is uh Mr. Friendly to everybody and of course he's talking to him and so forth and comes around and he says so what you carrying the guy looks at James and said none of your business <laughs> well that didn't stop James he just kept talking and going on and before long the conversation got back around and so he words a little different said what you got in the box and the guy looks at him and said none of your business well we we drove for a couple hours we were getting close to Austin I think it was up north somewhere around Rock around there and the guy said he needed to go to the bathroom, and so we pulled off the road, stopped, and he got out. And when he got out uh, to go into the restroom, James goes, I'm sick and tired of him. Let's go. So he convinced me. We drove off and left the guy there in Round Rock. We helped him a long way down the road. So, James, I, you think about that, and I think, why do you let people influence what you do? But you know, faithfulness... How sad to say much of our faithfulness depends or we let what other people do influence our faithfulness. Did it not happen to the disciples? Look, if you would, in John chapter 21. John chapter 21. Notice, if you would, in verse 21, the Bible says... Let's back up, if you would, verse 19. This he spake, <clears throat> this spake he, signifying by what death he should glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he said unto him, Follow me. Notice Christ tells Peter, he says, Follow me. Then Peter, turning about, seeth the disciple whom Jesus loved following, <clears throat> which also leaned on his breast after supper, and said, Lord, what is he that betrayeth thee? Which is he? Peter, seeing him, said to Jesus, Lord, what shall this man do? Jesus saith unto him, If I will that he tarry till I come, what's that to thee? Follow thou me. You know what Christ was telling Peter? None of your business what he's going to do. I've already told you what your job to do. Your job is to follow me. He said that in verse 19, did he not? He said, This he spake unto him, follow me. Christ told Peter, said, Peter, what I want you to do is I want you to follow me. Peter said, okay. He turns around and he sees John there. And he sees John, he says, Lord, what, what's he going to do? And Christ said, it's none of your business. Follow me. Do we not face that as family too? Mom tells somebody, I want you to take out the trash. What are they going to do? It really doesn't matter. I told you to take out the trash. And in the Christian life, uh, we, we, we get this same attitude and, and, and pastor says, I want you to do this. And everybody else looks around and says, and what's he going to do? 
got several of the college students that graduate working at the church and without fail I'll show up and I'll say now today you're going to do this and you're going to do this and uh, just the other day I told one of them I said I want you to go out and I want you to sweep the street from the top to the bottom and if you know Jorge it was Jorge he looked at me and he says pastor what's Luis going to do and I said Jorge it doesn't matter what Luis is going to do get your broom and go start sweeping and in the Christian life how many times we let what other people do affect our faithfulness we are to be faithful in spite of what others do but pastor there were other people that didn't show up but pastor there were other people that took the day and they went and they did this and you just be faithful regardless of what everybody else is doing you know if there's a problem pastor can take care of that problem with whoever didn't show up but quit using what everybody else does or doesn't do as your excuse to why you weren't faithful you know, praise God, those servants that had the two talents and the five talents didn't say, well, you know what? He didn't do it, so why are we working so hard? They stood before their Lord and their master and they said, this is what you gave me. Here it is. And he says, well done, thou good and faithful servant. You know, man was not placed here on this earth to be a mere recipient of heaven's favors. God's given us a job to do. And if we are here as servants, it is our job to serve Him to the best of our ability. To serve Him regardless of the position that we have been given. To serve Him regardless of the talents and who has more or who has less. Regardless of the time that has passed God desires us to be faithful can I say that tonight we're to be faithful in spite of what others have done there are some that have thrown in the towel there are some that have quit there are others that they're no longer around but you know there's not a one of us that can say tonight is those men that the Lord asked me says why stand ye here all day idle their excuse was, no man hath hired me. But what would our excuse be before God tonight for a lack of faithfulness? Well, you know, this or that. We live in a world that's not a playground. The truth of it is, it's a vast harvest field. And if we're going to do our part as Christians, we've got to be faithful regardless of what others do. You know, when you get to heaven... God's not going to ask you, what did the rest of the members at Capital City Baptist Church do? God's going to ask you, what did you do? Faithfulness. God loveth a faithful giver. God loves a faithful steward. And steward has much more to do than just with money. Will we as Christians in 2014 living in a time where faithfulness is one of the lost virtues of Christianity, will there, will there be faithfulness found amongst us? Faithful 
Regardless, pastor, see, if I'm a Sunday school teacher, if I'm involved, great. Pastor, if I'm here just, just to be on time and sing with the rest of the congregation, I'm going to be here on time. I'm going to be faithful regardless of the position that I have because when it comes down, we are all servants. Will you be faithful in spite of the talents that God has given you? Quit looking down and saying, well, I'm just a one-talent person. You know, if you're just a one-talent person, maybe you're not an all-in-one band that you can play the harmonica and blow the trumpet and beat the drums and everything else all at the same time. But you know what? If you've got one talent, make it count for the Lord. Will you be faithful regardless of the time that God allows you to serve in that ministry? Will you be faithful regardless of what everyone else does? Bible says that we're not to compare ourselves among ourselves because we're not wise. How many Christians have used that as their excuse and their crutch and one day will stand before God and God will say, what happened? Well, you know, it kind of goes like, no, no. Not it kind of goes like this. What did you do with what I gave you? Well, the truth is, you gave me an opportunity and I buried it. Wonder how many Christians will have to stand before God and say, Lord, you gave me an opportunity. You gave me the opportunity to be part of a great church and I buried it. You gave me the opportunity to have my kids in a Christian school and I buried it. You gave me the opportunity to go to a great Bible institute gave me the opportunity to participate in different ministries I buried it you gave me the opportunity to participate, be a part of missions, I buried it you gave me the opportunity one day you'll stand before God and say well, here's the opportunity you gave me here it is I'll give it back to you covered in mud, dirt you buried what God gave you. I would hate to bury an opportunity that God gave us. God help us to be faithful. Faithful, faithful, faithful. Something that is rare Christianity today, but let me say it's something that is so needed. God help us to be faithful. It is required in stewards that a man be found that is the one thing that God desires of you. And that is the one thing that there is no excuse as to why we will not be faithful to what God has called us to do. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, I <clears throat> pray that you'd help us tonight. Lord, as we start this new year, Lord, that we would be ever so desireful to be found faithful before you. God, it is sad to think that you've given us opportunity after opportunity. Yet how many times we've buried it. God, I pray that you would help us to get the right view of our Lord and Savior. Lord, that we would be faithful with what you've called us to do. Bless this time of invitation. Work in our hearts. We ask this in your name, I pray. So our heads are bowed, eyes.